Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise that we can celebrate, oh God, another year of your kingdom mercies and kingdom blessings. For the Bible declares, oh God, that it is of the Lord's mercies that we are still here. Because your compassion faileth not, but they are new every morning, and great is thy faithfulness. Lord God, we are so inspired by you, loved by you, forgiven by you, and blessed by you. Lord God, we've been through so many things, oh God, sun up and sun down, oh God, but you have still shown yourself faithful, oh God, beyond all of our trials, beyond all of our cares, you have still shown yourself faithful. And we celebrate you and love you, O oh God, to let the world know that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. And we thank you, O oh God, that you have crowned this moment, this day of the year, O oh God. Now, Heavenly Father, may our spiritual cups run over with the abundance of the life of Christ Jesus. As you begin to inspire and motivate, oh God, Pastor Brown, give him fresh zeal, fresh anointing, fresh vision, fresh insight, fresh foresight, oh God, giving us kingdom expectation that the magnifying of your word, oh God, shall come to pass. Now, dear Lord, and may we sing unto you, oh God, words of adoration, oh God, and may the songs that we sing be a fresh aroma to thy nostrils so continue to orchestrate and demonstrate your entire presence oh god in this place this we ask oh god in the name and by the blood of jesus we pray and all of god's people said hallelujah Still sleep, y'all still sleep. All right, let's try it again. Good morning, resurrection. No, they still sleep. They still sleep. One more time. Good morning, resurrection. You ought to be glad that you made it to the last day of the year. Not everybody can stand up and say that, but you can. Matter of fact, why don't you just say thank you, God? Thank you, God. Amen, amen. Listen, listen, if this is your very first time visiting here with us, either in person or online, oh, don't take your seat. Don't take your seat. I need you to assume the position. If this is your very first time either in person or online, we invite you now to text the word GUEST, G-U-E-S-T, to 830-689-8074. Uh, first of all, we want to thank you for joining us. You could have been anywhere this morning, but you decided to worship here with us. So we thank you. But we also want to reach back out to you and just tell you how much we thank you for worshiping with us on today because it is going to be a worship experience. Amen? Because this is the day that the Lord has made. Did anybody choose to rejoice and be glad in it? Okay, maybe this morning wasn't a good morning for you. But you have 364 other reasons to give God thanks this morning. 
I know every day wasn't good, but it all worked out for your good. From the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, my God is worthy to be praised. I'm sorry, I apologize, I apologize, but I came into his courts with thanksgiving. I came into his courts with praise. I had a praise party in my car on the way over here just thinking about all the good things, the great things that God has done for me in 2023. All the doors he opened, all the things he brought me through, all the ways that he made. You ought to give God thanks this morning. We serve a good God and a great God. And our praise team is coming out to take us even higher in praise. Amen? We made it, y'all.
a great God. Has anyone been blessed this year? Oh God, we thank you, we love you, we honor you. Oh, you're such an awesome God. Oh, thank you, God. Oh, I feel his presence. He's in this room.
if you did not take the time to rejoice and be glad. You ought to give God an end of the year praise. Oh, come on, you can do better than that.
straight. Come on, look at somebody say, I had 365 days of getting out of my bed. players now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. These, these football players now, they, they get in the end zone. And when they cross over, they drop the ball. Jack, I don't know how to do it, but, but they do this dance. Come on, Jack, I know you can. And, and it almost looks like a holy dance. But if you got to dance, I'm going to give you permission. I'm going to preach, but if you got to dance, Nedrick ain't scared. If you gotta dance, whatever your dance is, if you gotta dance, you ought to give him praise. I see you, Deacon Kendall. I see you. I see you. I see you.
I'm sorry, but not sorry. Because y'all do know when we get to heaven. Ain't going to be no preaching. Amen. Go look at your neighbor and say, Man, I didn't know I was coming to all this today. Hey. I thought I was going to celebrate tonight at 11.59. Resurrection starts at 11.59 in the morning, I see. I don't have all day. The next minute ain't promised. But if the Lord was to take my life right now, can't nobody say that I ain't never gave him my praise. And I tried to give him my best praise. Every time he gives me breath. Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Can we just do it in unison right now? Let's be the choir. Just say, praise God. Amen. That sure sounds good. That sure sounds good. Bow your heads with us. Eternal God, our Father, we are grateful. Grateful. You allowed us to have 365 Sunday mornings in 2023. So many of our friends and relatives did not live to see this day let alone 365 of them. But if I can't say anything else, Lord, I thank you for one more day. One more day to praise you. One more day to thank you. One more day to bless your name. Father, we pray right now that you would meet us in this worship experience. We need a word from heaven. Bless your name, let it be glorified. Bless your word, let it be magnified. Bless your people, let them be edified. Let the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, our strength and redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. Amen. I won't keep you long. There was a word from God found in Paul's letter to the saints at Philippi. Philippians chapter 3. Thank you. Amen. Come on, give them some love. If you. There were some young people on stage. Amen. Some kids. Amen. Getting out your shoes and everything else. Praising God. I see you. That's how you praise them. Amen. Kicking them stilettos off. Amen. Amen. These are some nice pumps, but I got to praise them. Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 13 in the New International Version of the Word. You've read this before. We've studied it many times. Uh, listen to it again, a word from God. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus. The word of God for the people of God, praise be to God. I want to tag this text today with this title, Leaving It All Behind. 
Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you haven't done it by now, today is a good day to leave it all behind. Oh, come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, maybe this word ain't for you, but I needed to hear this. There's some stuff that happened to me that I need to find a way to leave it all behind. You may be seated in the presence of our God. Mm, 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 mm. A young pastor once said in a message that life changes after you turn 40. I should have had 40 amens right there. I'm still five short. When 40 is in your rearview mirror and 50 is staring you down, life changes. He went on to share some of the changes that he was going through. He said, for example, after you turn 40, you can't eat everything you used to eat. And I add, you can't eat it when you used to eat it either. <laughs> life changes after 40. Life changes after 40, whereas you used to leave the house at 11. If anybody stops by now at 8.30 p.m., you're already asleep. <laughs> after 40, things hurt in the morning that didn't hurt at night. You can't figure out what you did to your knee, your back, your neck to make it hurt like that, but they just hurt because they can. I got some witnesses here. After 40, you have to stretch before you work out in the gym, and sometimes the stretching is the workout. After 40, the doctor starts testing you for things you weren't even thinking about in your 20s and in your 30s. After 40, Josh, this for you. The furniture starts shifting on its own. Things that used to live upstairs moves downstairs and refuses to go back to where they used to be. <laughs> At 40, all things being equal, the preacher said, you're standing in the middle of your life. Man, I wish I'd have had this 20 years ago. If there ever was a time that you should be committed to living your best life, y'all, it's right now. And I can say this, and many of you can, that after 40, you're too grown to post your feelings on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, on this side of 40, if I've got something to say to you, I'll say it to your face. You don't need to go trolling my page trying to figure out what I think about you because I'm too grown now to bite my tongue. Truth is, after 40, whether you like me or not, it's no longer a priority. <laughs> Yeah. 
What you think of me is none of my business. I discovered a few years ago, I don't need to be connected to Lottie Dottie, anybody and everybody. As long as I got two good friends, I think I'll be all right. Somebody ought to say amen, preacher. Somebody listening to me right now, I don't know who this message is for. <laughs> that part. <laughs> I need some more honest folk in the house. You ain't by yourself. But as we prepare to enter into a new year, it might not be a bad idea to leave a greeting on your voicemail that says, I'm not able to come to the phone right now. I'm making some changes, and if I don't call you back, you one of the changes. <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna have this much fun today. <laughs> After 40, you don't let people raise your blood pressure. Drive you to an early grave. Yeah, I got more numbers blocked than I have in my contacts. <laughs> you got to learn after 40 to be just like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Don't carry nothing that might be a load because all you got to do is ease on down the road. <laughs> I, I needed to share that with you today. That's basically the bulk of my message. That's where I'm going. It resonated with me in my own personal development, I'm really just preaching to myself, but I wanted you all to be the audience to hear me say this to me because I discovered something about myself. I can adjust and I can adapt to a lot of things, but there are some things and some people who make my blood boil and get on my last nerve. Pray for a brother. Stretch your hands out and pray for your pastor right now. Amen. I, boy, I got some people who love their pastor. Eh? The front row barely moved. Y'all just looking. I'll catch you after church, Doc. Huh? <laughs> One of the things that gets me, y'all, is people who don't know how to drive. Now, I know there are rumors that I'm a bad driver, but that's just rumors. But I'm talking about people who see you trying to merge on the highway and speed up or people who slow down in the left-hand lane. Left-handed people, left lane, the left-handed lane, the left-hand lane is for people who are trying to go somewhere, y'all. If you want to drive slow, get in the right lane. Pray for me. Because I've got challenges. I've got challenges with people who sit still when the light turns green. When the red light turns green, it's time to move on. And I've been known personally, I'll share this with you so you could just know a little bit about me in case you want to join this church. I'm a real preacher, real pastor, and a real person. And so that's why when people just sit there at the green light, I've got a tendency to pull around them rather than being frustrated, I check the traffic, make sure it's safe, I pull around them and keep my peace because once they're in my rear view mirror, I find peace in being able to say, they're behind me now. 
come on in this room for just a moment. Y'all still not there. This is my sacred suggestion for all of those who are here today and who've been frustrated all year long because you've been behind people stuck and who are standing still after the light has changed. And you can blow your horn, you can blow your stack, you can wave your hands, you can wave your fingers, but when none of that works, I wanna suggest to you to just safely pull out and around them so you can maintain your peace and your progress because they're behind you now. Somebody still hadn't gotten what I'm trying to talk about. You think I'm talking about driving, but let me make it clear to you right now. I'm talking about life. One of the worst things that can happen in your life is to be held hostage by somebody at a green light who won't move because they're stuck in what was and captive to what used to be. And you need to hear me when I say that God is calling you into what God has prepared you. God is trying to usher you into something new, something greater, something better. And the worst place you could be is stuck behind somebody who ain't going nowhere. Somebody ought to say, preach, preacher. Today is a good day to pull out and get going so you can say with purpose and with poise and with peace that it's all behind me now. That's Paul's point in this pericope that we're proclaiming today. Paul encourages the faithful at Philippi to maintain their forward progress. Say forward progress. Maintain their forward progress as they move towards the future by leaving some things and some people in the past. Am I preaching to you yet? You got to leave some things and some people in your past. How do you do that? This articulate apostle anticipates that question and he wants us to know that our first step is to first of all forget the things behind us. Say with me, forget what is behind Come on, look at a neighbor and say, you got to forget what's behind. And I'll be honest, forgetting is a challenge. It is a, it's easier to say than to do. Forgetting is a challenge because the neurological construction of our brain is such that it, your brain contains a permanent record of your past. And so if forgetting means erasing, to be honest with you, that's all but impossible because the residue of what I've been through is still harbored in my head and in my heart. Can I preach a little bit? Those of us who know anything about computers know that erasing memory can be a difficult task to achieve. I watch forensic files. I know that there have been people who have tried to erase stuff on their computer to find out that it's still there. It, 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 it's still there. It, 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 the information may disappear from the screen, but it's still in the computer's memory and the cache file somewhere in the digital footprint or the recycle bin. And the past, y'all, is just like that. No matter how strenuously we try, we can't erase the past. It happened and it's still with me. And so when Paul tells us to forget the things that are in the past, it almost sounds like a contradiction. But get this, Paul is not encouraging you to erase the past, but rather to embrace the past from a transformative point of view. Paul is advising us not to permit the pain or power of our past to destroy the possibility of an emerging present. Don't permit the past to hold you hostage. Instead, let it fill you with healing hope. I think I just said something right there. We cannot 
erase the past. It, it was what it was, both good and bad. But we can be honest. And here's the thing that we need to be honest about. Can I, all my honest saints, just, just say amen or something. Okay, I got some honest people here. Some of y'all didn't say anything, so I know where you're at. Uh, but everybody's past, whether you're honest or not, has at least two faces. One face is the face of failure. Say failure. The other is the face of success. Say success. And whether your past is built from success or failure, neither one of them can help you right now because if you're not careful, both failure and success can paralyze you in the present. Are you hearing me? Failure paralyzes you through fear and makes us afraid to attempt anything that is beyond the scope of the orthodox, the common, the traditional, and the comfortable. When I first arrived at Resurrection, we didn't even have a building, nothing that we, we owned nothing. Y'all ready for this story? And, and I came as a young preacher, so not, failure was not something I, I was even afraid of. And I told them, we're getting ready to buy a $200,000 building. And they was just as quiet as y'all are right now. We didn't ask you to come do all that. We just wanted you to preach. We got this money, you getting ready to spend it all. Listen, failure paralyzes you through fear. And one of the questions some of y'all can remember was, what if we can't pay for it? But there was this lady in the church whose name, last name was Kendall and first name was Liz said, well, if we can't do it, we just come back where we came from. And so we move forward. Failure paralyzes you through fear and makes you afraid to attempt anything that is beyond the scope of comfortability. Success even paralyzes you. It paralyzes us through premature seductive satisfaction so that we cease to do in the present what we did in the past and abort the opportunity to advance in the future. Don't ask me to say it again. Look at the tape. Listen, I got to preach. Here it is. Don't permit the past to hold you hostage. You got to break free. Say break free. How do you do it? I'm glad y'all listening. Here it is. You got to forget what is behind. Here's how you do that. The first thing you got to do to forget what's behind. Here it is. Here's how you do it. I know it's hard. But the first thing you got to do is you got to past sins must be forgiven. Thank you. I see you. I, I see some responses over here. Paul points a picture out of a track runner. If the runner plans to win, he or she must resist the urge to peer over their shoulder and see the ground that's already covered. You, you, you can't move forward looking back. You can't run like this. You either gonna trip, you, you, can't even, you can't even run on the treadmill like that. <laughs> I think you got to be more careful on the treadmill than you do on a track. That's just my personal experience. <laughs> you can't move forward looking back. You got to focus on the track in front of you and you cannot afford to invest any energy, feeling good or feeling guilty about ground already covered. 
If the runner plans to win, they've got to learn quickly that the ground that they've covered is history. And they've got to focus on that which is in front of them because if he doesn't focus on what's in front of him, he places himself in jeopardy in terms of what is yet to be done. And the runner knows that all parts of the race are not even the same. Can I get some help here? Oh, no, 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 no. The, the runner knows that, that, that there are different parts of the race. The start is differently, run differently than the curves. The curves are run differently than the straightaways. And the straightaways, uh, I got some athletes here, it's run differently than the home stretch. And so a runner cannot afford to focus on the ground that's already covered. He or she has to focus all of their attention on the ground that is presently under their feet. So as we run this race called life, if we're going to win, we've got to learn the art to cultivate the capacity to remember. Say remember. But simultaneously, we must develop the discipline to forget. Say forget. Y'all, we got to remember and forget at the same time. Can I explain it to you real quickly? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I love this church. Y'all, 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 a good audience. We, there are some things we need to remember, and there are some things we need to forget. There are some mercies and some miracles that we ought to remember. Remember how God saved your soul. Remember how God healed your body. Remember how God rescued you from danger, how he kept you from destruction, how he watched over you, how he held your hand, how he wiped your tears, how he calmed your fears, how he extended your years, how he paid your bills, how he censored your critics, how he sustained your sanity, how he handled your haters, how he fought your battles, how he lifted your head. Remember how God made ways out of no way, how God opened doors that nobody could shut and how he shut doors that nobody could open. Remember how he turned your enemy's plots into helpful plans. There are some things you need to remember. But then there are some things that you need to forget. It's impossible to forget without forgiving, y'all. If you can't forgive, you can never forget. Some of us will never forgive ourselves. Oh yeah, some of us will, will forgive ourselves and not forgive others. Others of us will forgive others but not forgive ourselves. God commands us to do both. Some of us are so disconnected right now because we failed to forgive ourselves for what happened yesterday. We fell down and we've not gotten back up. There's a lot of these churches right now that are empty would be filled if people could remember that you, you holding on something that God let go of. <laughs> And then others are sidetracked on the sideline because somebody somewhere mistreated us, talked about us, lied on us, acted against us, and we're still holding it against them. Y'all, I got too many enemies to be trying to count. can count my friends I can't count my enemies but I know this you can count how 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 dangerous you are by how many enemies you have and if you got a whole lot of enemies it's because you a whole lot I wish I had some help you are a threat to somebody 
I ain't got time to be somebody else's enemy, but I sure got a whole lot myself. But can I encourage you this last Sunday of the year? Develop the discipline to forget. I can't, rem- I can't keep uh, harboring on stuff that folk feel and how they uh, can't manage their feelings. I- I- there's some stuff I got to forget. Listen, folk have done some stuff to me, but truth be told, I'm sure I- I've done some stuff to other folk. I forgive myself. I forgive them. And Paul says, I've had to do that too. This dynamic servant of God that's right, wrote the majority of the New Testament, said, Ray, did you know I had to forget some things? I said, Paul, really? Because I remember you said I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Yeah, I wrote that, Ray, but there are some things I am ashamed of. I wish I had some help here. Because when you read Paul's resume, there were a number of dilapidating, yeah, uh, a bunch of dysfunction. That's a word I can say. There was some stuff that littered the landscape of his life. He blasphemed the name of Christ. He persecuted the church of God. He was a co-conspirator in the murder of a deacon. He was a member of the snobbish intelligentsia. And when he took an assessment of his own activities, he said, Ray, to be honest with you, I'm a chief of sinners. Y'all don't even have to elect me. I'm in charge of the sinners. Can't nobody out me. But also can't nobody out the grace of God. Because when he packaged all that up and stored it in the room of forgetfulness, he could move on with his life. And I say to everybody who's here right now that if God could forgive Paul for all that he did, surely God has enough grace to forgive you and me. Y'all don't even know when to shout. Thank thank you. I see somebody. If he could forgive Paul, he can forgive us. Okay, y'all act like it's just, I made, listen, this is not no easy believism. This ain't some made up stuff. This is not no cliches. This is the word of God. First John 1 and 9 says, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins. He ain't stopped there, but cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful. Hallelujah. He's faithful. Paul never got over his Damascus Road experience when he encountered the risen Christ. Although he was riding high on his horse, he was knocked down. And in that moment of epiphany, Christ covered his ruin with his righteousness and gave him a new start. Somebody ought to be shouting right there. Uh, But I'll remind you real quickly that here's why you need to shout because uh, you need to let the Lord cover your faults and your failures and give you a new start. On this last Sunday of the year, on this on this New Year's Eve, right now, right here, Jesus is passing out new starts. In fact, that should have been the signs of everybody out the front door. New starts are being passed out here. Look at your neighbor and say, did you get your new start? Paul says, look at me, look at me. He says, when you look at me and you see me, you see the grace of God at work. And I need to let everybody know, you don't have to let your past blunders, your past mistakes, your past failures, your your hurts, uh, anything that you struggle with in your life, I came to tell you that grace is available. And you should decide right now who you are in God. You ought to tell yourself, I'm too loving to be hateful. I'm too intelligent to be stuck on stupid. I'm too good looking to be gullible. I'm too happy to be 
depressed. I'm too optimistic to be pessimistic. I'm too holy to be hellish. I'm too resilient to live in ruin. I'm too joyful to be spiteful. I'm too powerful to be petty. I'm too prosperous to be poor. I'm too blessed to be broken or bitter anymore. I'm too grateful to hold a grudge. My past sins have been forgiven. Ah. You got to watch the enemy. You got to watch the enemy. Listen, the adversary is so subtle and slick. He's so, he, 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 listen, so sinister. And in his sinister suggestions, if you don't watch him, he'll trip you up. Because watch this. If the enemy can't derail you with the horrors of your history, He'll try to railroad you with the accolades of your achievements. I'm looking at a whole lot of blessed folk in this place. Be careful because some of us are not worried about yesterday's mistakes, but you're still paralyzed by your own progress. And I need to, let me first of all give you some applause. It's good to attain. It's good to achieve. I, 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 I celebrate people who have been successful. It's good to acquire. Nothing wrong with that. Praise be to God. God is a good God all the time. But if you're not careful, achievements can make you apathetic, take your edge and make you slack in your pursuit of excellence. Success can be dangerous. It'll make you feel satisfied with your level of knowledge and unconcerned about the vastness of your ignorance. The more I know, the more I know that I don't know. That's a quote y'all ought to take with you. Success is dangerous. It can make you satisfied with just attending church rather than being the church. It'll make you feel satisfied with saying your prayers but not honestly talking to God. Sitting instead of serving. Tipping instead of tithing. Talking instead of walking. Success is seductive. Paul wrestled with this problem in verse 5. He got engaged in a comparison with some of his colleagues that inevitably turned into competition. And often that's how we do. We compete. Let's be honest. You know, my sins are just misdemeanor. Your sins are flat out felony. We send people to hell for stuff that we used to do. that we don't do no more right now. I wish I had some help because. <laughs> and that's why every time you see some scandal about somebody on YouTube, don't you celebrate their fall. First of all, you don't know whether it's true or not. You wasn't there. But you ought to say to yourself when you see that mess, there go I had it not been for the grace of God. I wish I had some help here. I, I can't celebrate nobody's fault, even if I don't even too much care about them or, or, or whatever. Listen, God wants us to understand that you are uniquely, he's doing something unique in you and through you. So unique that you don't even have a peer. Y'all need to get this, get this. You don't have an equal. Nothing and no one compares to you. You are in a class all by yourself. Hear me when I say this. When God made you, he broke the mold. 
keep looking straight, keep looking straight. Oh, don't turn to your neighbor and say, no, neighbor, I got, I got to say this. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Listen, listen, you are so unique in how God designed and fashioned you that you don't need to spend your time trying to match somebody else keeping up with somebody else and, and measuring yourself by somebody else. Invest your energy exploring and expanding the infinite dimensions of you. Okay, go I'm, mess, I'm, being, I'm, I'm being messy. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't never seen nobody like me. You, you, you do know that's the reason why folk have problems with you. Your confidence is off the charts. Shouldn't nobody be that confident? Shouldn't nobody walk with that much swag? And I wish I had some help here today. They look at everything you wear. If you ain't matching just right, I'm ah, looking. Mm. But that's just how much swag you got. You ain't even got to match all the time. It don't take away who you are. You are who you are. No matter what, my clothes don't make me. My hair don't make me. God made me. Can I get somebody to shout preacher? You preacher now. Folk think you bragging. I don't tell preachers about my church. I can't. I let them tell them, tell me about their church. If I tell them about resurrection, they'll think I'm bragging. And I had to learn this from somebody who told me one time, man, you need to stop talking about resurrection. Nobody want to hear all that. <laughs> and I realized that's true. Most people, most churches I preach at, yeah. I can't talk about all the things that y'all do unless they hire me to do a conference. <laughs> Real stuff. And Paul says, now, 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 let's, I ain't trying to brag, but if I was gonna brag, I know how to brag because Paul is saying I got something to brag about I, 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 can't nobody beat me y'all know the story of Paul beat me blowing my horn but I got to tell you when I met Jesus I discovered that all of my assets really became nothing but liabilities and I stopped by to tell you today to thank God. I, I came by to thank God in your presence. I really came to celebrate with you for what God has done. And I, I, I came to really help us to get together on this last Sunday of the year to just uh, focus and concentrate and look at all the things that we've accomplished. Look at how we've survived. Look at how God has blessed us to look at how God has expanded your territory. Take a look at how God has blessed your ministry, your mission, and your outlook. All of us have had some valleys in 2023, but we've also had some mountaintops. Am I right about it? And somebody ought to celebrate that for every mountain God has brought you over, for every trial that God has seen you through, for every blessing you ought to shout hallelujah for this, you ought to give him praise. Look at what God has done for you, with you, through you. But get this, ah, 
get this, get this, get this, get this. You ain't seen nothing yet. I know you thought you was blessed in 22 and 23. I know when we came out the pandemic, some of y'all were bragging. I didn't get COVID or I got COVID. I didn't have all the symptoms. But listen, whatever God has done for you, however God has healed you, you ain't seen nothing yet. I know that's bad grammar, but good theology. The best is yet to come. Can I give you the second movement in this text? Because not only must we forget what is behind, we've got, that will enable us to be able to foresee what is ahead. Can I speak a word to you real quickly? Because watch this, watch this. There's a blessing ahead of you. Don't just concentrate on the one that you present. There's one ahead of you. I remember, I remember traveling back to San Antonio from Detroit recently. And, and I, I remember calling my driver ahead to make sure I was here on time and that he was there. I don't like waiting. And I don't want my driver to have to wait. So I gave him the exact time that I would get there. And then I get on the plane and the flight is being delayed. And now I don't have any cell phone service. But mid-flight, the captain got over on the speaker and, and he announced we're going to arrive early citing the fact that he had a strong tailwind pushing us. Somebody needs to grab that for just a moment because the Lord put me here right now to tell you in 2024, God is releasing a tailwind anointing. Watch this. You're going to leave later, but get to your destination sooner because you got a tailwind Anybody grab that today? I don't know what, who that's for, but you got to foresee that. This athletic metaphor that Paul uses in verse 13 describes the ideal posture of the child of God. Y'all, we got to get in, first of all, in position. You know, when you're a track runner, you don't just start off, you know, flat. You got to get in position. Y'all, been, we've been watching a lot of football on that line. They, they got to get in position. And, and some of us ain't in position, but, but the runner has to be in position. He has to be, he's trained, he's, he's done all the stuff necessary to have his body conditioned right. And, and the runner has now, uh, as he's running, his body is, because he's trained right, his body is stretching and, and straining. It's bent. He's stretched out and his eyes are fixed on the finish line and every muscle in his body is straining for the prize. Heart palpitating and anticipation of winning the victory. And what amazes me, y'all, is that we know that in order to be an expert in any field, you've got to be disciplined. His discipline is now paying off. In anything you do, you got to work at it in order to become good, no matter what it is. And yet, there are still too many people who have been seduced into believing that you can be a good follower of Christ without exerting any holy sweat. I, I gotta give you the bad news for the, before I give you the good news. To be an effective follower of Christ, you've got to exert holy sweat. To get in shape, 
You can't just diet. Okay, let me reverse that. To get in shape, you can't just work out. And, and lead a gym and go straight to Bush's Chicken. Let me have a three-piece. <laughs> I'm getting some fish today. It's going to be fried, but it's fish. <laughs> to be an effective follower of Christ, you've got to exert holy sweat. You, you've got to unite your head and your heart. You're, you're learning with your burning, your intellect with your inspiration, your will with your wallet, your prayer life with your praise, your tithe with your testimony, your ministry with your money, your service and your sacrifice. You got to sweat. You know what would make a great, this church even greater if everybody understood that we knew how to at least try to manage the eventualities of our lives. Y'all, eventualities is a word. It ain't no preacher word I just made up. I checked it in the dictionary. Say eventualities. Eventualities are possible outcomes and events. Vicissitudes. Oh, that, that's another one. I'm sorry. I, okay, eventualities, is, that's easier, y'all. Vicissitudes is the old preacher's term. Circumstances. Can y'all? Struggles, stresses, strains, challenges, sicknesses. All those things are in, inevitable. They are eventualities, y'all. And, and you've got to learn how to meet them and how to manage them when you meet them. It's not a matter of, of if, it's a matter of when. Let me unpack that because most people are afraid of the future. Most people are intimidated by the unknown. Most people feel insecure about the uncertainties of tomorrow. Remind me of that song, I don't know about tomorrow. But I know who holds my hand. We cannot handle tomorrow, y'all, on our own. If the Lord allows us to wake up tomorrow, 2024 is going to be a challenge by yourself. But praise be to God. You don't have to worry about that because you don't have to handle it on your own. God has already promised, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Psalms 46 says, God is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. That's the secret to managing eventualities. It's the secret to managing tomorrow. We don't have to be afraid when our back is against the wall because the God we serve can handle corners and cul-de-sacs. Don't fear the challenges of life and know, my friends, that there will be changes as well as challenges. Say changes. Y'all do know there'll be changes, right? If you don't believe that life will change, just take a moment after church. Go back and look at your high school graduation pictures. <laughs> there have been some changes. Some stuff has fallen that used to be standing. Preach, pastor. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the changes.
Don't be afraid of changes. Here's why you don't have to be afraid of changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody ought to give God praise. Manage the eventualities of life. He'll help you. One more, one more, one more. But then deal with the responsibilities of life. Starting at verse 12, he uses the personal pronoun I 10 times in four verses, expressing his willingness to take responsibility for everything in his world, taking responsibility for stuff in his world. We live in an era now where no one wants to take responsibility. Leaders in our country are showing us that you don't have to take or accept responsibility for your own actions. In fact, we live in a time now where people just love to pass the buck. Talking about life ain't fair. Listen, I taught my kids at an early age. Don't ever talk about what ain't fair. Life is not fair. But if you're going to maximize your moments, you've got to throw that out of your mind. It ain't fair that birds eat worms, but they do. Get over it. Can I tell you something that you already know, but this will help you. This will bless you when you go into 2024. Society is not perfect. Families are not perfect. Churches are not perfect. Pastors are not perfect. <laughs> People are not perfect. And the sooner you understand that, the faster you can get over it and get on with it. And when you stop worrying about them being perfect and you being perfect and life being perfect, you can start living your life, you can make your contribution, you can sing your song, you can preach your sermon, you can discover and develop your gift, you can build your business, you can get past all of that blaming and the blame game. Stay away from that. But then also stay away from the if only game. I'm taking responsibility. I don't need to be talking about if only, if only, if only I had another partner. If only I had another wife, another husband, another spouse, another job, another boss, another house, another car. But the real question is, what are you doing with the one you have? Make something out of the one you have. God knew exactly what he was doing when he gave you what you have. Take responsibility for yourself. Say it out loud. Say, I'm responsible. I'm going to be responsible in 2024 for my life. Paul said it like this. I, I, I've learned I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Ah, if you can't see the invisible, you cannot accomplish the impossible. Ah, you got to see the invisible to accomplish the impossible. Can I say it one more time? You got to see what can't be seen to do what people think can't be done. Paul said it in this text. I'm not already attained. I don't have it all together. I'm not already perfect, but, but all I do is press on in order that I might lay hold of that which God has for me. And, and here's how I do it. I forget what is behind. I, I, I foresee 
what is ahead. Can I give you this last one? And if I forget what is behind I, and foresee what is ahead, I, I, I'm able to fulfill what is above. But I'm not there yet. And somebody ought to just be honest today and just go on and admit to yourself, I ain't there yet. Look at your neighbor and just say, I ain't there yet. I still got some growing room. I ain't there yet. I still got some stuff in me that God is working out. I, I still got some broken pieces and some fragile feelings and some troublesome tendencies and some doubtful deeds. And, and since I know what I am, I can't be content with where I am. One writer said it like this. He said that self-satisfaction is the death of progress, but dissatisfaction is the basis of invention. Oh, you, 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 you got to put some stuff behind you. And, and in fact, you ought to just tell yourself, I'm, I'm, I'm putting some stuff behind so that I can grow into what's ahead. So I can grow to be a conqueror, a strong and mighty, intelligent person that God meant me to be. I'm trying to grow to be a creator and not a caretaker. Grow to be a voice and not an echo. I'm trying to grow to be a headlight and not a taillight growth so that I can set the pace and not just follow the trend. Grow like Mother Mary, who as a teenager born uh, a son who was despised by the world, knowing that God would use him one day to seek and to save. Grow like Paul, who said, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Grow like Jesus who took an old rugged cross, split time into two, took death and changed it to life, took darkness and changed it to morning, took sickness and healed it. Grow so you can take burdens and lift them, take wrong and right it, take injustice and change it, take hell and overcome it. Take sorrow and overcome it. Take sorrow and turn it into joy. Hatred and turn it into love. Take injury and find incentive. Take hardship and find hallelujah. Take weakness and turn it into strength. Grow that so when they knock you down, you can get back up. Grow that when they push you against the ropes, you come back swinging. If they trample you underfoot, you bounce back for another round. If they hate you, you keep on loving. You got to grow so then when they mistreat you, you keep on forgiving. Grow so when they talk about you, you keep on praying. If they laugh at you, you keep on smiling. If they push you down, you rise again. It's good to have Jesus in your life, ain't it? Because if you got Jesus in your life, Jesus in your days, Jesus in your moments, and Jesus on your side, it's good to know that even down through the years, his track record is consistent. Because who was it that lifted your head? Who was it that brought you out? Who was it that gave you grace, made a way for you? kept your soul changed your life and saved you 
nobody 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 but God have I got a witness I gotta go now all I'm doing is really celebrating and I don't know what you think I can't tell what you feel but as for me here's my proclamation when I go into 2024 I'm leaving some things all behind me stupidity I'm leaving it behind stagnation I'm leaving it behind pettiness I'm leaving it behind ugliness I'm leaving it behind nastiness I'm leaving it behind laziness I'm leaving it behind doubting undercutting I'm leaving it all behind and I gotta be honest with you I ain't figured it all out yet I don't have to figure it out all I got to do is like Paul I'm pressing on the upward way new heights I'm gaining every day still praying as I onward bound Lord plant my feet on higher ground ain't the Lord all right I said ain't he all right so all I'm gonna do in 2024 is keep on pressing keep on shouting keep on serving keep on talking keep on preaching keep on giving keep on coping I'm gonna keep on blessing keep on praising keep on worshiping keep on holding to God's unchanging hands am I by myself is there anybody here listening to me right now is there anybody here oh who's gonna keep on keeping on I have an assignment and you do too to advance the kingdom agenda of God and you don't have to worry about it God will give you everything you need won't he do it I said won't he do it won't he will I'm through preaching y'all but I gotta leave you one more thing one more testimony I know he's alright I know he's alright ain't he alright I said ain't he alright if you know he's alright say it with me say I know he Come on and give God some praise in the house. Oh, that, that sounded real good. Say it one more time. I know he's all. You ought to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Come on, look at him and say, hi. Come on and give God some praise. Come on and give him some praise. Anybody know he's all right? He's more than all right with me. More than all right with me. What a blessing, what a blessing, what a 
great challenge from our pastor this morning to leave it all behind. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm ending this year the same way I started it, and that's with God as my Lord and Savior. The Bible says that with man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So maybe there's somebody here uh, today who doesn't, doesn't have that same testimony. They can't say that I'm necessarily ending my year with God or starting my 2024 with God. Today is a good day. Right now is a, is a good moment to make that decision. And I promise you, if you make that decision, whatever it is you're looking for to, to do in 2024, it's a lot more possible with God than it is without God. And so if that's you, if that's you this morning, it's, it's, it's very simple, it's very simple. It's not complicated. All you have to do is admit that you are a sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ not only died on the cross, that he got up with all power in his hands, and then confess that he is Lord over your life. And you don't have to do it alone. We have some, some deacons here, some, some sheriffs here that'll come that will help usher you in and make that first step in your journey with Christ as you go into the new year. So if that's you, man, if that's you, sir, will you come now? Will you come now? You don't have to worry.
24 alone. Have a church family with and behind you to help you through this next year. So if there's anybody else, will you come now? Will you come now? I know, I know. okay you don't have to do it on Sunday morning all you have to do is anytime the Holy Spirit touches your heart amen to the join the family of Christ or join the family of resurrection all you have to do is simply take out your phone wherever you are and text the word join j-o-i-n to 830-689-8074 and we'll have somebody reach back out to you and walk you through the next steps to join this family or to join the family of Christ amen 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 amen, amen. We have praised the Lord through song. We have praised the Lord through the preached word. And now, now it is time to give. Oh, you don't sound excited. I said it's time to give. Listen, I am a living witness that whatever it is that you give to God, he always, always gives it back. That and then some. That and then some. So I encourage you this morning to trust God in your giving. Um, all you have to do um, is text RBC1 uh, to 77977 and give of your tithes and your offering. That way, um, if you have cash, you can drop it off on your way out or you can mail it to uh, our church campus. Amen? Amen, amen. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, we are blessed here at Resurrection uh, to have a pastor who has a great sense of humor. You heard it today in the sermon, right? Uh, but we have somebody here with us this morning who also has a great sense of humor. Our guest, uh, Mr. Shuler King, is in the building. If you'll stand and wave your hand, sir. Mr. Shuler King is in the building. If you don't, if you don't already, we encourage you to follow him on, online, social media. Very funny guy. Um, he has, actually has a show uh, tonight at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club at uh, two shows, 7 o'clock and uh, 10 o'clock. Say it again. 12 o'clock. Excuse me. 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. So you start your, start your new year off laughing. Oh, Mr. Shula King at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. Uh, we encourage you to go and support him. Thank you so much, uh, sir, for joining us this morning. We pray you had a blessed time. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Um, listen, did we praise the Lord this morning? Yeah. 
Did you? You sure? Did you get it all out? Well, in, ca in case you didn't, in case you didn't, in case you didn't, I know we didn't have watch night service tonight, but on Wednesday, Wednesday night at 6.30 right here, we will have a night of prayer and praise. A night of prayer and praise right here at the Shirts Campus on Wednesday at 6.30. So we encourage you to come on out and kick your new year off the right way, praying unto God and giving praise unto God, putting a down payment on whatever God is going to do the rest of the year. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand as we get ready to dismiss. If we could get our mission statement on the board real quick. It says that we are servants of Christ, developing followers of Christ who share the love of Christ. And if it's not too much to ask, Pastor, would you mind coming to pray for our church family on our way out um, as we go into this new year? Let's receive our pastor. Amen. Amen. I want us all to pray together. Bow your heads. Just say these words with me. Father, I thank you for every second, every moment, every hour, every day, every week, every month, this entire year that you gave me. Forgive me if I've wasted any of those moments. Forgive me if I failed to hear your voice. Right now, Lord, I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you in advance because I know you forgave me before I even asked. Help me now to forgive myself and leave it in the past. I want to move forward with you, Lord. If you allow me to step into the new year, let it be a brand new day of serving, worshiping. Help me to hear you. I want to be faithful in my praying, in my devotion, in my walking, in my talking, in my loving. Let me be a light in every room I step in. Let me be a breath of fresh air in every space I occupy. Let me be an amazing servant of God. I really want to be anointed and filled with your spirit, a powerful vessel that is a threat to the enemy. I give you praise. Bless me now so that I might encourage others to do the same. Bless my family. Bless my friends. Bless my associates. Even my enemies. Lord, I pray that you would keep them at bay. In the name of Jesus, I'll be careful to praise your name. I say thank you again because I'm walking in the newness of life in a brand new way. Thank you for a new start, new mercies, new grace. In Jesus' name, oh, come on, say it loud. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you. 
God bless you. Give God praise in this house. God bless you. Enjoy your day.